hello, hello. Welcome back to the next episode of Digging Deeper. The podcast that starts out talking about plants, but who knows where we'll end up. All we know is that we're looking to bring out the humanity in people and plants. Last time I decided to go solo on my episode because I wanted to recognize the pattern that was coming out of the first three guests of the podcast. Each and every single one of them were living and seeing their values reflected in their work. And that's what kept them going and actually was a key ingredient to their success. And I wanted to pinpoint that out and and have that be a point of inspiration and motivation for everyone else listening. Because quite frankly, that's how I live my life too. So that's what that what that wow, that's what that episode was. <laughs> Uh, and this time we're gonna bring it up a little, and we're gonna we have an awesome, awesome guest um, on our podcast today. Um, everyone, please welcome to the podcast my friend Tina. Hello. Tina. Hi. That's it. Hello. <laughs> Tina, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty Sorry, good. My eyes a little itchy. No, it's totally okay. It was a little distracting, but it's totally okay. I hope I don't get pink eye. Um, I hope this is really distracting. Okay. Sorry. Why'd you just... Okay. Um, so Tina and I had met in, in our undergrad, actually. It's really interesting because there was no way that we would have ever have met if it weren't for our mutual friends. Mm-hmm. Tina was studying philosophy in her undergrad and I was studying business. So the two worlds just never would have met. But... It was, I mean, I'm grateful that we did because Tina is probably one of the best question askers I have ever met in the entire universe. I think it's actually pronounced bidness. What? Bidness. Bidness? Yeah. Bidness? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yes. Trust the philosopher to school me in how to actually (laughs) pronounce my degree, but... Okay, I yeah. great. Um, Tina, before we really get into it, I think it's time for rapid fire questions. Are you ready? We're gonna ask you questions about plants. Okay. Okay, but you know what? This is probably gonna be a thing where she's gonna slow us down, and it's not gonna be rapid fire. It's gonna be like slow burn. It will be fire. But... It will. There will be fire. Okay, sounds good. Are you ready for your first question? Like not the good fire. Yes, I am. Okay. First question is, what was your first plant? Wait, we just talked about this and I already forgot the name. Okay, so it's a white flower. (laughs) (laughs) It's a white flower with green leaves. Let me Google it. Wait, a white flower with with green leaves? Yeah, let me Google it. Wait, hold on, that narrows it down so much. I totally understand what plant you're talking about now. What is it? I don't have a clue. That is so broad. Oh, okay. I actually thought you were serious. Um, it's a uh, peace lily. Really? Yes. I think it is a peace lily. I, I'm not certain. Wait, I think it was... No, you know what? The flower was... <laughs> the flower was orange. Sorry. <laughs> got that wrong. Holy moly. The color really does make it... <laughs> Oh shit! Boring. Oh shit! The first oh my god, that's so crazy! Like my my grandma has this plant. Oh my god, that's so insane! Okay, my first plant ever was or my grandma's, uh, which I took care of, was the orange, clivia rooted various sizes evergreen perennial plant. The what? The <laughs> rooted what? The orange. Clivia rooted various sizes evergreen perennial plant. Oh, great. I have no clue what that is or what that looks it's like. It's like an orange. It yeah, it's an orange flower with like green leaves and. No, uh, yeah, I mean, that's great. I'm glad that the plant has green leaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a really good thing. Okay, we're going to move on to the next thing. Okay. I told you it's not rapid fire. Okay. Um, what is your favorite plant? They should really name this the orange clitoris rooted various sizes evergreen. Oh my god, Tina. <laughs> it does. Fair warning, it, there's going to be a lot of 
Because, like, if you look at it, it kind of does look like a clitoris. I think- can I petition- can you change plant names? Sure, why not? You should do research into that. Let's see what we- how far you can get. Okay, sorry. Next no. question. Next question. No need to be sorry. Yeah, the next question is, what is your favorite plant? My favorite plant is the orange clitoris rooted <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> my favorite plant is the <laughs> string of pearls. <laughs> the string of pearls, okay. Why? It's pretty. It looks like peas, and I want to eat it. Nom 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 nom. Oh, no, don't eat it. Don't eat it. Don't do it. Um, okay, and then your unconventional plant. I'm gonna have to say the orange glitters. No, no sorry, oh my God. sorry, sorry. Okay, the most conventional, unconventional. I. Uh, it was like the one I was telling you, the purple spinach. Uh, purple spinach. Oh, okay. <laughs> the um. Persian shield. Yes, the purple metallic. Yes. Like looking almost kind of minty looking. Yes. Yeah, that's a beautiful plant. Mm -hmm. That is. Um, and then, what is a plant that you don't like but, but keep around anyway? Um. I don't actually like not like any plants. I think. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't think there's anything. Or do I okay. do I have to? No, you don't. You don't have to. Okay. That's a good question. Mm -hmm. v very philosophical of you to be like, is that the right question? <laughs> um, and then, what is a plant that is for everyone? Golden pothos. Why? Um, because it's it's really hard to kill and it's very pretty, and it dangles. Who doesn't like a good dangle? Am I right? <laughs> yeah, I like a good dangle. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, so if you guys haven't noticed, Tina and I are in a different we're in a weird mood. And this is how we are. Whenever we get whenever we get connected, we're a different person. I have a different person that comes out. Uh, but that's totally okay. Just some fair warning, some foreshadowing for up ahead. There oh might God. be some explicatives and other things mentioned, so Please bear with us. If you have children, please put <laughs> on your headphones. <laughs> and if you don't like this topic, I'm so sorry. You can catch us on the next episode. <laughs> um, okay, so if also if you haven't gathered, Tina is um, has some plants, just not as extensive. And she's fairly ish new. I don't know. You've had them for a couple of years, just never grew your collection, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Also, when do when do you start reading the ads for this podcast? Reading? Yeah. Can I read some ads? Ads? <laughs> yeah. Can I start reading? You know how podcasts they'll like interrupt like oh this oh, week's oh 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 let's get some let's get some more listeners first and then we can. <laughs> but if you want to read out an ad right now, by all means, just not any company that can sue me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can do an ad for Foliage Filipino. That's fine. Okay. So. Here's here's a ad, but not really an ad. It's like a generic thing. So recently, they've come out with vibrators that suction. So for all you listeners out there, if you can, Amazon. I'm not kidding you because it actually feels really good. Amazon, the suction thing. Google Google vibrator with the suction, and then it'll change your life. And that's this week's ad. <laughs> Okay, is that recommended for women only? I mean, you could try it. I don't know how good it will feel for you, but you could try it. Okay. But you... well, please send me a link. I would yeah. probably, I will gander, but mm, I don't know. We'll see. Actually, it might feel good for you, right? Because it's a suction thing, so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Tina, so we're back to, back to plants. Oh, right. <laughs> Do you have any plant questions for me? Like, care? Any plants that I like? I don't know. Like, what? What plant to you screams socially liberal, fiscal, fiscally conservative? Socially liberal, fiscally conservative. That's a that's a that's a very good question. Mm hmm. Um. I might even say, you know, probably the fiddle leaf fig. Like, 
socially liberal. Like it's a very social plant. Mm-hmm. Not really, but I mean, it's a it's a nice conversation starter mm-hmm. for sure. And uh, fiscally conservative. I mean, it it is kind of hefty. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I mean, you can get you can get a smaller one that can grow fairly well. It's just a lot of upkeep. Right. Um, I don't know if I'm answering your question properly, but I feel like the fiddly fig seems to fit the bill. Yeah. They voted Trump 2024, whatever the fuck that is. Trump 2020. Who did? I did? No, the fiddly fig. I, maybe. Mm. I, I no, know. it does look like a Trump supporter, so. <laughs> are, are you a Trump supporter? <laughs> I'm an Asian woman in New York City. <laughs> no. So are you are you telling me that every single Asian woman in New um, York you City know, has... No, you're right, you're right, you're right. There we go. You're right, you're so right. So do not generalize like that. I will attack you. You're right. I always think that, like, oh, like, I'm a minority, and, like, minorities obviously vote. But there are minorities out there that do vote um, conservative or Republican. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of people would probably think, oh, maybe that's, like, a fiscal thing of, like, they are probably voting because they want to protect their wealth and... Trump's, you know, platform tends to do that for the wealthier people. And that's not necessarily true all the time. Right. 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 Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I was messaging, but I also heard you. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, you know, to each their own, but I definitely supported Biden and okay. Kamala Harris. Cool, Which is cool, like cool. such a cool thing, right? To like finally a female vice president, you know? Yep. Um, no, I hear that. I, I mean, I don't, I, I just don't live in the state, so I don't understand, or I actually don't get a sense of how big that is in terms of how it affects your daily life, right. or at least, I mean, in in many ways, I I know it would actually affect. Uh, it would really affect representation in the media, mm-hmm. which is a really huge step as well. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Do you have any other questions for? That was like a not a plant question, but but a plant question. Mm. I, like that, I do have so. I do have one more. Yeah. What plant screams? Um, I love my mother-in-law. But secretly, I want to set her hair on fire. Oh, definitely. Any orchid. <laughs> Any orchid will do that. <laughs> I love how you had to answer right away. Literally, it's like, I mean, I don't have a mother-in-law, but if that's the plant, that would be the plant. I would be like, okay, this is me showing a sign of peace and I love you, but good luck fucking taking care of this one. <sighs> oh my gosh, she does look snaky. So I do see that. I mean, if you want to be literal, you would say the snake plant because it's also known as the mother-in-law's tongue, I believe. True. Oh, my God. Those are good answers. Thank you. Good thing I know a thing or two about plants. (laughs) Thank you. I'm going to buy an orchid now. Are you getting married? No. um, I'm making a joke. No. I was like, um, is this something you need to tell me? Oh, my God. No. Jesus Christ. I actually really don't believe in marriage. Okay. And you know what's crazy? I've heard of people that were in like eight, ten year relationships and then got married and immediately broke up. Or broke up like a year later. Oh, I love that. But see, here's the thing. See, well, actually, you know, I've never been married, so this is unfair for me to say. But like, I know just from like hearing from other people that like marriage sometimes sounds like the solution to a broke an already broken relationship right where if you get married it all of a sudden fixes everything because you're married now and there's you have everything you need whereas like that might not be the case all the time does that make sense like as if leveling up the status of your relationship is is meant to fix it right right Right, absolutely, and I think like also that's why people sometimes have babies, right, to try to bandage. Yeah, or they just don't use protection, but <laughs> <laughs> that's a different thing. Um, okay, so Tina, 
we have been talking for like 15 minutes now. We but, have? Um, we have. But the thing is, no one no one knows who you really are yet. So I want to give them the opportunity to get to know you. <laughs> you know what? They don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure the ones that don't want to have already left. So it's okay. <laughs> okay, well, I'm Tina. I am a woman. I am Chinese. Specifically, my mom is from Hong Kong. And my dad is from Taiwan. And they met on the beautiful lands of University of Washington. Um, and then had me. And then I was born in Seattle and raised in Vancouver. And one day I had the blessed opportunity to meet the famous Mako. Stop. And I offered my services to him. He said no. And I put my clothes back on, and we've been friends ever since. Oh, it's, I don't remember that. Did you? I. That's probably a suppressed memory that I probably do not want to bring up. <laughs> no, but actually, I mean, in some ways, maybe you did offer your services, and I don't know if that was an offer, but I think it's important you recount how we actually met. Are you sure you don't want to tell the story? I was. I'm. <laughs> Do you think it's funnier when I tell I, it? I think so. I think it is funnier. <laughs> okay. So, like, here's the thing, right? Like, um, okay, so we we were, what, like, 19, 20, may, like, 21, maybe, like, around that age, like, late teens, early 20s, right? So, hormones are just flying everywhere for mm. everyone. They still this, are this for some people. Context. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> thank you. Um, Same girl. <laughs> and so, also, we I mean, again, we were studying, we were in our undergrad, um, and we had, we had this group of mutual friends who I would just, you know, hang out with sometimes for lunch um, because we all happened to have the same classes. And there's this one time where Tina also happened to have either a break or whatever because her hours were crazy for for school and um i had always heard about tina i was like oh okay like tina the stinky one like, that's how she was described as and i was like yeah tina doesn't shower and I was like, i'm really scared to meet tina <laughs> um but here we are so uh they're like oh yeah mako like let's meet at this location for lunch Excuse me. um we're hanging out with tina i was like really you're hanging out with tina okay i'll come um I'll, i'd love to meet her and then so i walk up they were all in this booth it probably there's probably like six of them already seated in the booth oh you walked no up room. to me oh i remember i thought i walked up to you yeah you have terrible memory i do yeah i know you, you made up this the other scenario like the first time you described it it was all made up this is how it actually oh, happened i guess i remembered it wrong because i was like oh shit i thought i approached you yeah, so I like I I walked up and you did not put your arm around me. I did it. I thought I did. <laughs> no, you were sitting in the booth. Oh, okay. Like you were just on the on the edge. Oh, okay, of the booth okay. There. And I had my backpack on and I had like, oh, like, hey guys, like, how are you? Um, and where we were was also happened to be like a cafeteria. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'm gonna go grab food. Blah blah. blah. I come back with my food and tea, and then I'm like, oh, like, hi. I have like I look at Tina. I'm like, hi. We haven't met yet. Like obviously as the business student that I was like being very formal and she's like hi I have a question for you and I was like yes and then everyone automatically like it um, at the booth knew something was they didn't know what the question was but they knew they knew Tina was about to stir the pot right so I was like yes what's your question she's like do you like it up the butt <laughs> is that what <laughs> I, I said like, literally do you think I'm gonna forget what was said to me that day <laughs> Oh, I really do have to apologize. I I thought it was like softer, like oh, like you like the you like up the bum. I oh my god, I'm so mortified. No, this is hilarious. I think it's so funny because that's what I that's what I liked about it. It was very like, okay, I see you. <laughs> Get ready, girl. <laughs> it's either I could have attacked at that moment, or mm -hmm. I could have been like, let's play along. Mm -hmm. And I played along. I was like, yeah, absolutely. It's nice to meet you. And then we just laughed about it, and then we've been friends ever since. Like, nothing wrong. Like, there's never been any, like, no, it's just been a lot of fun. I was like, okay, 
I see this girl. She's weird. <laughs> and I appreciate that. Oh, I do have to apologize. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like, especially like when I was like 19 and 20, like I was really, really like not good at filtering or thinking things through. So I really do apologize. Because like I, I don't know. I was like, fuck, like if you were maybe like in a more sensitive time, like I would have, you know, potentially like hurt someone. So Hey, listen, like we, we got through it. I was not in a sensitive time. And, okay. but the thing is like, that's why that's why I set that context, right? Like we were young. Like we like we didn't we were just like foolish. We're we were just trying to have fun and like living life. We were really just trying to enjoy your undergrad and one that was one of those moments. Like to someone else it could have been like, Oh, like that was really weird, I'm not gonna talk to her again, but again it would have been another story. Mm. Right? So like right. I don't think you should I I don't think you should feel bad. I should put your clothes back on, though. Oh, shit. You're right. My titty's popping out right now. I, was... I literally just saw it, but <laughs> I'm not mad. Oh, my God. I'm just saying. Okay, thank you. What? Honestly, thank you for saying that. Like, that, that does make me feel a little better. Cause... But, oh, um, I mean, yeah. I, well, I was going to say that, like, the whole, like, when you saw my tit, I have, like, oh, my God. So, I was in a Zoom meeting with, like, my bosses, right? And oh, I was wearing a shirt that where the armholes were like cut off like a little like closer to the chest so the armholes were like you know up to my shoulder does that make any sense like it was like a no sleeve yeah, yeah, yeah. t-shirt like, yeah yeah it was almost like a tank top that was like exactly expo yeah and so i was stretching and i guess i stretched too far and a titty popped out in a zoom meeting and I was like, uh, fuck! And I quickly, like, looked down, and I was so embarrassed. I was like, I fucking hope no one saw. But I'm pretty sure everyone saw. No one. They just kept going. <laughs> oh, my God. That is that is mortifying. But also, like, I know you're kind of, like, shameless like that. You're like, eh, <laughs> whatever. <gasps> you don't really care. Yeah, I was, like, mortified. But I was like, you know what? What can I do? A titty was out. Yeah. Hmm. Did any... Like, it's not, like... It's not like no one's seen that, like, seen it before. Like, not yours specifically, but, like, <laughs> it's been seen. It's been done. Like, okay. True. Um, did anyone say anything about it? No, everyone just pretended like nothing happened. And we all just kept going. <gasps> I'm sure everyone saw. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, God. That is good. Can you label this podcast um, titty, on, titty on Zoom? Okay. <laughs> Sure, let's do that. Let me write that down right now. <laughs> Titty on Zoom. Okay, while uh, Michael while Michael writes that, this week's sponsor is a vibrator that suctions your clit um, pretty well. We already didn't we already talk about that? Wait, on this one? I don't remember. Oh fuck, I don't remember either. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, go ahead. <gasps> Okay, I'll, I'll think of a new sponsor. This week's sponsor is sunglasses. Have you ever stared at the sun with your eyes and thought, fuck, that hurt? Well, now, no more. Introducing sunglasses. You can put them over your eyes and stare at the sun. Thank you, sunglasses, for sponsoring this ad. Yeah, and instead of saying, fuck, that hurt, now you're only saying, shit, that kind of burns. <laughs> <laughs> progress <laughs> in the name anything in the name of progress um okay so that's how we met mm -hmm. I, i've i've written that down that the title of this episode is literally titties on zoom mm -hmm. oh good i'm glad thank you and ma maybe some other things but um <laughs> anyway <laughs> okay so let's let's uh yeah that's how we met uh, can I, I ask things? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have a question I want to ask. Oh God, here we, this is this is where you guys have to hold on, okay? Like, put on your headphones. <laughs> all if you don't already, like put put it on. Yeah. Yeah. By now I, you didn't put on headphones. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> um, okay, so I actually found these questions. So there's a a girl in New York City that I follow called Elena Tabor. And she posted some hot topic questions on her Instagram. And some of them I thought, like, oh, they're actually 
pretty interesting and I don't know if I necessarily have like the answer to but I guess one of the questions I want to ask you Mako is number one do you think it's okay to lie in order to protect someone's feelings that's a very um it's a very binary question and it's very you're asking me to answer in a binary format to mm-hmm. something that should be a grayscale, like mm-hmm. monochrome. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it should be on a continuum. Mm-hmm. Um, in some instances, I would say, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I could probably think of a couple times I've done that recently. Is it, like, personal to share? I mean, I don't, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I don't, I know I've done it recently because I was like, oh, like, maybe, like, I know I was like, oh, maybe I should just say the, tell the truth. But, like, it came down to a thing of, like, does this affect really anything else that I, my relationship with them or, sorry, excuse me, or, like, how we, how we move, move forward and stuff. And these are, like, a lot of it was all really trivial stuff, right? Like, um... Like maybe a misspelling on something or maybe, no, I don't know. Like, um, that's a, sorry, I'm going off on a tangent <laughs> running on. Like, no, but I, I guess I'm like, interested but... in like, um, knowing like in the instance, I mean, you don't have to go into detail, but like, did they say, did they ask you a question and kind of put you on the spot where you felt like you had to do a No, I mean. That's that's a really this is a really important distinction because if someone asks me a question I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not like that's not if you want an answer I'm going to give you the answer and I'm going to give you the truth. Mm-hmm. The thing that I do is like in like to lie to protect someone's feelings is to me is more of like do I say something or do I not say something. So it's not really so much of a lie but do I actually just mention it and bring it up. So that's that's where i that's where that's more along the lines of where i struggle oh so like if i had like spinach in my teeth you you would be like oh i don't know if i should well i'm be like yo you have spinach in your teeth i don't know if you're saving it for later (laughs) but just so you know but if i hated you i'd be like no i'm not telling you (laughs) (laughs) oh so it was more of like a situation where like you didn't know whether to like bring it up or not and you like struggle with that yeah but i think i mean i don't need to i don't think we need to go into that because i think that's sort of deviating from the original intent of your of the question of Mm -hmm. is it okay to lie to protect someone's feelings um my answer to that is i think i think if you want me to ask in general i'm gonna say no hmm because I, you have to look at it this way, right? Like anyone who's involved was fully also 100% contributing to that same situation. They need to know what that contribution was in that situation mm-hmm. for them to do better. Mm-hmm. And you protecting their feelings isn't going to help them do better. Mm. Yeah, I see that. And I would want someone to do the same for me, right? Like if I had done something, it's by all means like it, it's not going to be easy and it's not going to be a pleasant feeling but i would like to know when like i may have offended someone like i don't need my feelings protected that's not i that's not something i asked for yeah i think for me and i see your point i think for me i am more because i think you're right in that like generally you shouldn't have to lie to protect someone's feelings but I think I think it's okay sometimes like I can think of a situation right now like if you know my friend was getting married and the wedding dress looked I if I thought the wedding dress looked really bad on her but she loved it and felt confident and sexy and beautiful in it and she loved it I I don't know if I would say, like, oh, well, honestly, it doesn't really, like, look great. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. I mean, it also depends on how far along they are in, like, the wedding planning process. Mm -hmm. Like, I think if it's, like, on the day of and, like, they're, maybe they've, like, lost or gained a bit of weight and it's not the perfect fit anymore. Mm -hmm. 
really not worth mentioning it, right? Mm-hmm. But if, if it's just, if it looks disgusting and you're like, this is going to be forever photos for you, like, um, well, we should have rethought that. And I would, I mean, like, hopefully I would have seen the wedding dress before the wedding day type mm-hmm. deal, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still, I'm still of the mind of like, no, sorry, we have to sort of like, it, it sucks. And it sucks for both people involved, but say what you need to say. You know what? Another situation I thought of that might be like kind of difficult to, but then ultimately having to be honest, like, you mm-hmm. know, and obviously I'm speaking from like a place of naivety. Um, because I am not in this situation, so I acknowledge that, and, like, this is purely just a generic, but if, you know, I was a parent to a kid who had a learning disability, Mm. and, you know, eventually them, like, asking me, you know, am I different, you know, am I different than other kids that learn? You know, Mm -hmm. obviously, ultimately, I I will have to be honest and say, you know, there are certain obstacles that everyone faces and your obstacles might be different, but, you know, but that would be a different, like a very hard topic to navigate and be honest, you know? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. That would be a very difficult thing to, to discuss. And I mean, just from what I've seen, I think that stuff needs to be like, those differences need to be addressed. Not, not for the pride of like the parent but really if you want your child to have the best opportunity and the best like chance mm-hmm. of being successful they need to know what they're working with as well mm-hmm. not just like not just the doctors not just the caregivers not just not just the parents or the school teachers or the school system everyone involved with that like that whole thing needs to be aware of it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, for and, sure and i mean that that's why like a lot of right now we're working on equity like diversity and inclusion pieces right where Mm -hmm. we need to be making sure that a lot of the systems that we're be we're building and rebuilding are accessible for everyone and i mean everyone Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely thank you thank you for your answer you're welcome um you know Okay, I'm going to go to the next one. I hope we get into a fight. I don't know why, but I really want us to get into a fight. <laughs> I want us to, like, strongly disagree on a topic, you know? Okay, I can do that. Yeah? No. Wait. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Okay. Um. So, my next question. Uh, is it important that your friends share the same political views as you? No. Absolutely not. Really? Yeah. So this is this is where I know you're like, yeah, they have to. Like, how can you be friends with them if... But I'm you... interested to hear your perspective. Okay. Okay. I mean, do you want me to go first? Yes, please. Yes. I... I think choosing to have friends that have the same political views, like consistently the same political views is a recipe for disaster. Like this whole concept of group think mm-hmm. of like only being around like-minded people. I mean, like I listen, I, I can be friends with them. It doesn't mean I have to spend time with them. Right. Like that's the distinction I want to be making. Um, if you want to reshape the question to when making friend, when making close friends, is it important to have the same political views? I would say they would have to be more similar than people I just know that are like friends on a peripheral circle, right? Um, is that making sense, Tina? Um, not really, because are they really a friend if you don't want to spend time with them? And they're well, just. I don't. There. So what are you? So the flip side to that is, are you asking that I have to spend time with every single one of my friends? Well, no, but I mean, I'm just saying that, like, I guess the definition of friendship is like, you know, you're. I don't know. I, I guess I see it differently, and I, yeah, but keep going. Sorry, I'm interrupting. No, 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 it's fine. I mean, this is, this is, the, this is the distinction that we have to be creating, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, maybe I need to articulate and say what I spend time, like, 
spend time with an acquaintance acquaintance maybe not so much mm-hmm. but like is like friends sometimes I mean and acquaintances sometimes it's unavoidable to like spend time with them right like they're gonna no one lives in a vacuum mm-hmm. you're gonna have some overlap with mutual friends and things like that mm-hmm. so um but back to the question is it important no I don't think so because then it's just sort of like then you get into the whole discussion of like well, did you, did they grow up the same way? Did they come from the same background? Did they have the same opportunities and, and, you know, did they have the same access to privileges that you might've had? Um, or like, you know, it's, it's really interesting because we base off our, our living experiences and we project those living experiences and those opportunities to everyone else, right? Like every, like this is an, un, this is a hidden thing that people don't always realize that we have to catch ourselves doing all the time that when we meet them, we already have an automatic assumption about where they've come from based off of the information that we've gathered in the first 30 seconds. And I'm saying that because like you have to look at, okay, the way I lived my life an hour out from Vancouver was completely different, is completely different than how I'm living it now in Vancouver. Right. Mm, and so mm-hmm. you can only imagine how much more diverse it is mm. in in the more interior parts of Canada. Mm. And then you you expand that and say, well, let's take a look at how more how much more diverse the states is and how many different areas of opportunities there are and how many different political views and how much deeper the history is in the states. And then you pull that back and say, let's take a look at the differences now in the entire globe. So for us to sit here and think, oh, this person needs to have the same political views as me because this is how I grew up is absolutely unfair. Your turn. Um, I, I would say, like, I see your point. Um, I acknowledge and hear your point. Oh God! Do not <laughs> condescend down that way. No, me. no, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> condescending. No, it's, it's this is literally what I learned in therapy. Like I acknowledge your point. Like good okay, communication. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, uh, I can see why. For you, it's important to, you know, understand that people come from all different walks of life, different backgrounds, different opportunities. So, you know, obviously if I was, you know, a white woman living in, I don't know, out in a very Republican town, raised Mm -hmm. by very Republican views, who am I to say, you know, I'm going to be liberal, like if my environment was set up that way. So I definitely acknowledge that. Um... And you've personally experienced it because you lived in, you know, interior Canada versus Vancouver versus, or what was it, Abbotsford? Where did you live? Yeah, like it was like Abbotsford Mission. So like not really interior, but it was more like rural and suburb than city. Versus like Vancouver, more metropolitan. And um, I understand like the... the, um, the concern of groupthink where, you know, if you surround yourself with like a certain set of people that have the same political views as you, well, you're not exposed to different political views and different outlooks of life. So I, I resonate with that. I guess for me, it's like, would I choose to keep them as a friend, like someone that I trust, someone that I can rely on, someone that will support each other through good and bad times? If I, okay. I don't know if I can truthfully and genuinely do that if I know in the back of my mind they're supporting views that are ultimately hurting a certain group or type of people. Okay. But I also acknowledge that this is a very privileged thing to say too. Like, oh, I don't know if I can be friends with someone that... You know, because like I don't know, I, I, this I'm, this is all very abstract right now. <laughs> My mind isn't like this is not a concrete thing, but like I also think back on like when people say that, like oh, I would never be friends with someone that would have support ideas that could potentially harm others, or whatever. I always think like, well, you know, 
look at our world or not our world but like look at Canada look at United States of America like we are so lucky to be able to afford shit like clothing right and where you know there are people in Asia that are probably making dirt cheap money like they put nets on the apple factory to prevent people from committing suicide like there are people are suffering out there so that we can afford shit you know so Mm -hmm. uh I also see that right and no one yeah. that is on this soil, Canada, America, it's not like 100% pure. I don't think it ever will be. Oh, God, no. So, but I guess like ultimately, you know, I, I, I don't, I guess circling back to the question. Sorry, that was like kind of a tangent. But I guess circling back, um, I, I don't think I could really support or trust someone where i know like for instance like they were pro-life you know because i know that actively will harm me and my body and i know it'll actively harm others like me Mm -hmm. and um yeah no and i and i 100 percent see that point that is that is that is something i like bow my head to and i understand like i i would not i would not trust this person with my life no mm-hmm. but i don't have to trust all of my friends with that yeah and i guess that's where we differ right like our our definition of friendship yeah right i mean okay so like if let's let's get together on to on okay let's say i'm on your definition of friendship right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah let's say like a f- someone who you call a friend is someone you would trust a lot of your life with and mm-hmm. some of your maybe potentially choosing or making life decisions for you. That's what you would call a friend, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other, I mean, that's, see, that's really interesting then because when we start to like segregate ourselves from people who don't think like us, where can you find the time or the place to have a conversation to build a better world together? Mm. I mean, you have a point. You have a point, You know, like, it's just like, I and I know it's no one's duty, but at the same time, it's everyone's duty. Mm -hmm. Because it's just so polarizing, it'll never, we'll never unify and try to make like a better society, a better community. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's the question I leave with that is like okay well if you don't want to spend time with these people not not because I mean like fine because you don't want to be trusting them with your life or mm-hmm. you know messing up your energetic like boundaries that way and you've walked away completely from that conversation to have with them right mm-hmm does that does that still grant you the permission to complain about their political views? Mm. If you're not allowing their thoughts to be present at the table. I mean, I'm I'm thinking is there a way to allow their thoughts to be present while maintaining that boundary, you know? So then my question, so now I'm turning this on you because I know this was originally your question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, when making decisions, is it people or is it people or benefits that come first? Like what has to, like what holds priority there? Yeah. I mean, right? I like, see is that. Is it the relationships you have with people or is it the benefits you're going to get from them? I think for me, I would value people more. Mm-hmm. You know? So then, so then that goes back to your question. Can you, knowing that answer to your question, mm-hmm. to the question that I just asked, mm-hmm. how are you going to answer the question you just asked? I think that there's a way to value and acknowledge different human lives with different perspectives and maybe like 
I mean, I would even shift if someone had way different political views than me, I would shift them into more of an acquaintance, you know, and like Mm -hmm. time to time have an open and honest conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think in that medium, I'd be comfortable. I think in an intimate setting, I still maintain my views in that what I call intimate friendships, I I wouldn't be so comfortable. No, fair enough. And someone who I know wouldn't support my rights as a person, mm-hmm. I would be oh I would be open to having a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Am I going to invite them to milestones of my life? No, I mean if there's a Zoom link and they happen to find it by all means, <laughs> but realistically like they weren't there to support me through the hardship so there's no reason why they they can they're allowed to be there for the wins right and i think you did bring up actually a really good point because it's like if you don't have certain people in your social groups that have different political views when will you find the time to have that open discourse you know mm-hmm. with being an adult having a busy life you know time gets away from you yeah oh my god speaking of time sorry i have to derail this unless you have something you want to no that's a very that was a very good time to segue okay because there was so i don't know how to pronounce this kurzgat 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 you know that youtube video that always does like space videos no that or youtube channel does space videos kurzgat it's called kurzgat yeah they have a calendar of the beginning of your life till the supposed end of your life or life expectancy and looks like a scantron have you seen that good no i haven't so each as each day passes you fill in that little bubble and the scantron shows you how much time you have left and how much time has passed and it if that doesn't bring you into an existential crisis i don't know what will Mm. (laughs) so what's the purpose of it it's to show how little time you have on this earth. Because as each day passes, more of the bubbles get filled. And then you literally visually see how many bubbles are left. Okay. That's really interesting. Yeah. I. My observation on that is the minute you pick that up as a hobby, you've lost all focus on life. I'm going to guarantee mm. Really? Because if you're focused on counting the days, then you've you've lost the whole purpose of experiencing every single day. Because the closer and closer you get to less bubbles Mm -hmm. that you can fill in, Mm -hmm. the more focused you become on how can I make this next day, today, tomorrow, so much more fulfilling. When Mm -hmm. sometimes all you need to do is allow yourself to be present in absolutely every single moment, whether or not you're doing something big or small. Yeah. Worry about like the future or the past is 100% how you should be living. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I can definitely see that danger of like having that visual and being like, Oh my God, I need to make each day as awesome as possible and whatever. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think for someone like me, if I saw that, I would actually do what you mentioned. And I would actually try my best to be as present as possible for each. Because that visual reminds me, like, I will fucking die soon. I mean, not Mm -hmm. soon, but, like, it shows me, you know, how little time I have. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes I feel like I'm not present. Sometimes I feel like I'm in a different world. And I want to learn how to be more in the now than in the past or than in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah, I mean, that's just my thought. Like, I mean, if it becomes too much of a focus on that and filling it in every day, like... Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, well. Can I ask the next one? <laughs> Oh, ask, ask away. So the next question is, uh, when friends ask, how are you? Are you actually honest with them? 
For the most part, yeah. Um, there are some people that I just do not share that information with. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also depends on the setting, right? Like if I'm if I'm working and I happen to be working with a friend and mm-hmm. I don't have time to discuss and or or it's not the it's not the place or time to um to have that discussion mm-hmm. i'm gonna be very much like oh yeah i'm good like there's some stuff going on but that's like we can talk about that later or another time mm-hmm. but i'm never i'm not the type to be like oh i'm good like how are you like things are so good over here i'm gonna be straight up with you and be like hey like listen i'm tired like i'm exhausted i'm you know a little nervous i'm anxious and that's okay but like that's okay we're here to do what we need to do and and that's that what about you I see that I and I think that's just part of being an adult right like having to almost compartmentalize you know your feelings to get through your day with work or you know doing whatever you need to do to finish your a certain task right Mm -hmm. and yeah it's just part of like life and the human experience and um, so I, I definitely see like moments where you can't be honest with them. My question, I guess, is then like, are you then later on, you, you will then later on express honestly, like how you're feeling? Yeah. I mean, again, it's, I, I, it depends how close I am with, with certain people, right? Like mm-hmm. there are some people that obviously I don't want to share stuff with for whatever reason and I'll just keep it like hey you know like I I mean I'll still keep it honest and I'll say hey like listen I'm not I'm not in the best of moods but I don't really want to talk about it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you've done you've definitely you've definitely done that before for sure and like I think that's like one of the things that I admire about you is that you're really good at setting setting your boundaries your personal boundaries because I know a lot of people like me like I struggle with that you know I know Oh, thanks. Do you like it up the butt? <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, I am honest because I think I've chosen really good friends where I feel accepted and I feel loved, like no matter what, mm-hmm. you know, and I've had friends in the past where it wasn't the case. So I, I wasn't honest with how I was feeling. And then that's when I knew, like, you know, at that point, are they really a, a true friend? You know, if I can't even, if they think like, oh, it's like I'm a Debbie Downer if I'm going through something hard or like, oh, you know, she's blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. But you know what? I, you know what? I'm, if I'm being honest, though, there are times where I think I do actually lie and say like, yeah, I'm OK. But instead, I'm not because I don't want to overly burden someone and I don't want to consistently be like you know sad or angry or whatever you know like things that I have to work on on my own and I think if I use them as like a soundboard if I like over and over you know really be honest about how I feel like I actually think it might not be good for them or for me because I might then go down a rabbit hole that maybe I could have surpassed Right. So like our part of this is like decision making on the part of is this something I need to unpack right now or like is is this something I want to dwell on? Exactly. But you so okay. Fire and understood. You had something that you were just saying stuck out to me because this is very indicative of how you and I are both raised. You said I don't want to share this with them because I don't want to be a burden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do, do you want to elaborate on that? Um, if you... Like, I don't want to constantly, like, burden them with my emotions if I'm feeling, like, sad or, you know. Okay. Okay. I see that. See, where I... I mean, I, I often... Okay, so everyone knows I talk to Miles all the time, and we like we are constantly talking. He and I, in in our recent messages, um, we're actually talking about how like I don't often share a lot of things, mm-hmm. and I actually share the most with him. But there are things that I just don't share because I don't want to <laughs> stop looking at me like that. Uh, there are things that I don't share because I don't want to be a burden, mm. and 
and in part for me that's like in growing up it's like I don't want that's my pride like really speaking out and being like hey like you grew up and you handled everything in your life this much Mm -hmm. so far Mm -hmm. why is it why is this occasion special that you feel like you need to share this with someone and Mm -hmm. why do you think you need help from someone and so Mm -hmm. it's a very big like ego thing in my head that happens and so Mm. I just was wondering if that's a similar moment for you or if if it's coming from a different spot I think it's coming from a different spot but I resonate or I could not I at least empathize with uh, a pride thing or like an ego thing of wanting to like appear you know like you got together and you're okay um I think like I think though like reality is we're all not really okay (laughs) you know like it's all a spectrum but yeah. you can't get you, you. I think once you're in your like late twenties, it's impossible for everything to be all right all the time in your life. Like, fucked up shit happens, you know. Yeah, regardless of what age you're at, like even even yeah. before your twenties, like as a teenager, nothing was okay. Yeah, for sure. And if you had a bad as childhood. A nothing's okay there either true i mean even if you had a good childhood nothing would have been okay because there would have been something that like i don't know there's always social constructs that people are Mm -hmm. trying to like you're trying to live in or or the haves and the have-nots the us versus them that's a very big thing that we grow up with as kids as well Mm -hmm. so nothing's okay it's just things seem a little different and probably and in some respects, different parts of our lives are diff- are like more dramatic depending on what stage we're at, mm-hmm. right? Like, for example, like growing up as kids, maybe like social circles is, or like the items that we had going to school, those were dramatic moments and that can really set us off and, you know, make us feel really ashamed when we're going to school because I didn't, like, you know, like for me, like didn't have the best school supplies or whatever, right? And that can really like affect um how I'm feeling and then but now as an adult like that's like I don't care if I have like nice things versus like used things like I'm fine there's other things in my like it's more like now about my relationships are the relationships that I've cultivated actually useful in and going to provide value for me and like I mean that's a selfish thing to say but value for me but also like do I provide value for them mm-hmm yeah i hear that i hear that i think like you know it's almost like because to your last point there that that made me think it was it's almost like this sort of you know as a teenager you you do feel like the world's against you and like everything's on fire and you know it's like your emo phase but you really do feel like a sense of liberation as an adult at least uh-huh. for, I, I would say, both of us, because, you know, as a kid, yeah, you do worry about little things. You worry about, like, you know, if your school supplies are up to date and, you know, if you look okay, if your lunch smells, you know. Uh, Asian. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And now, as an adult, like, you just don't give a fuck anymore. You're like, whatever, who cares? And if people want to judge a certain way, then let it be. You don't have... You're not forced to keep that person in your life, whereas in high school, you're confined to a certain number of people that you have to constantly interact with. Yep. And that yep. that honestly, like, I mean, I'm going on a tangent here now. <laughs> um, Go ahead. But that, that was why, like, college was such a big moment for me and why I'm if I could choose any point in my life to relive, it would be college because it was this like drastic shift from like feeling miserable in high school, having to be surrounded by the same people who know the same things about you and you know of them and having a certain, you know, identity and choosing from a certain pool of people that you may or may not resonate with from that shift doing a 180 and going to a school with like over 30,000 people where if I don't like someone, I don't have to be around them. You know, I don't have to mm-hmm. fucking see them if I don't want to. And if I do, like, I don't fucking have to fucking talk to them, you know, and I can choose. I have the liberty and the independence to choose who I want in my life. And that was like a first taste of like 
you know, social liberation, I guess, to me in a, in a sense, or, you know, and it, it was just this beautiful moment of like, wow, like I can actually, I can actually decide who I want to keep as a friend. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you experience the same thing. Oh, 100%. And number one, I'll, I'll, I'll start off with saying thank you for sharing that because mm-hmm. I didn't know that was your, that was the case. And sorry, mm-hmm. I have to burp. Let it out, sweaty. I, I, I let it out very <laughs> silently, maybe. Anyway, I didn't know, um, I don't know that was the case for you in high school. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's exactly how I was. I mean, I grew up in a rural, like, suburban town, our our entire high school only had 800 people like from grade eight to grade 12. Right. So mm-hmm. like really, really tiny um, in terms of numbers. Everyone knew everyone. Mm-hmm. We It was a farm town, mm-hmm. um, predominantly Caucasian. And mm-hmm. listen, I was like the only Asian gay male mm-hmm. out there who was good at math. Mm-hmm. Gr- thank you. Stereotype. <laughs> and, and also played like multiple instruments. So, right. For me, that was that was a thing of like this is this is not only it was interesting because this was a stereotype I wanted to fill because I wanted to be accepted by my peers who mm-hmm. were white, mm-hmm. but it was also a very harmful stereotype because that's what I was being made fun of. Mm-hmm. So the only way for me to be f- fitting in was to be bullied. Was to be made fun of, yeah. And so I was like. Okay. And so I, I'm totally on the same page because now it's like I come to, like, a, we ended up going to SFU. Um, and there was just so much autonomy and so much freedom of, like, being able to, like, taking agency in your social life. Mm-hmm. Which, which before that point was, you know, predominantly, like, it was, it was predetermined thanks to your situation. Exactly. Yeah. So I recognize and I resonate with that fairly deeply. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, I'm not trying to do like a comparison, you know, thing, but I I definitely think uh, two of us like that was definitely harder to have to experience, you know, like you being a, a gay Asian male in a predominantly white school like I can't even imagine yeah I mean I would I don't I mean I see what you're saying like it, it's definitely not a competition but they're I don't I actually don't know did you grow did you ha- go to high school in the states no I went to high school in Vancouver I went to McGee oh um yeah okay oh McGee okay yeah I mean it was definitely there's there's just so much too though like I wouldn't even call it a competition or whatever like a comparison just because our circumstances are so different um that I couldn't like I personally just couldn't imagine what it was like for you and I'm sure it would be difficult for you to imagine what it was like for me right like Mm -hmm. just the dynamics were so different Mm -hmm. um that I mean I don't know I just want to recognize that it doesn't it's definitely not a comparison but I think I think there's some sim- oh my gosh some similarities mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. sorry I just hear sirens so I'm like <laughs> New York City baby <laughs> so this is gonna go on the podcast but yeah I just see similarities yeah sorry about that <laughs> so it's something no no um, but uh, yeah for sure absolutely and um, you know I think like the worst I deal was I had to deal with was like shitty theater people I'm so sorry (laughs) I need a second I don't know if they're coming here or if they're going there is it here? am I? okay I I thought for a second they were coming here sorry there's three fire trucks something's going on well if you have to go because your building is burning this is the great time to you know what? Probably. <laughs> I should probably see what's going on. <laughs> okay. My building might be on fire. <laughs> Do you need to go check? I probably should. Okay, Thank you check. so much for having me on your podcast. 
that was the funniest end ever. Thank you so. Okay, we're gonna leave it there. Uh, Tina, any last words before you burn down? <laughs> I'm just gonna say I hope it's not us, but um, you know, if it is, it was nice knowing you, Mako, and thank you for inviting me to your podcast. It was an honor being a guest. Honestly, I was Tina. a little shocked that you wanted me on your podcast. So. No, it, you. you are you're a great person to have. Um, for a comedian, you're kind of serious, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Tina's Tina's hilarious. Um, but no, again, th- I'm gonna. <laughs> you look kind of worried, so I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna close this off. Tina, thank you so much for joining us on Digging Deeper. It was a pleasure to have you again. The title of this episode is Titties on Zoom, um, and that wraps it up for this episode of Digging Deeper. Catch us next time. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye.